The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. While we're in the middle of this booming real estate market of South Florida, you may be looking to purchase a new house or refinance your current one. You can make sure that you have an attorney-owned title company handle your contract and close for the low price of $295. Reach out to our good friend Seltzer Mayberg. Give them a call at 305-444-1565 and mention 5 Reasons Sports in order to get that $295 closing fee on all purchases and refinances. So go ahead and purchase or refinance that house, knowing that you'll have an attorney reviewing and handling your closing for $295 when you mention 5 Reasons Sports. You can also visit their website at onecalllegal.com where they'll be able to assist you with any of your legal needs, whether it's a divorce or a car accident or slip and fall. Everything is in-house and they're ready to help you with whatever you may need an attorney for. That is 305-444-1565, Seltzer Maidberg. Let me introduce you to another sponsor, bestever.com. That is B-S-T-E-V-R.com. Bestever.com is a fantasy sports simulator that uses real-life data to simulate hypothetical situations. For example, ever wondered if Dan Marino could win a Super Bowl with a top 10 running game? We all have. You can do that with bestever.com. Let's say the Dolphins are in the running for a big free agent. Just add them to the current team and simulate games to see how it can turn out. Just open a free account and start building your own story and have bestever.com spit out game stories just for you. Bestever is not only fun to use, but has many uses beyond just curiosity. Go to bestever.com. That's B-S-T-E-V-R.com. This show is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is a revolutionary new daily fantasy game whereby you pick two, three, or four players to go over or under their fantasy point projections, and if you're correct, you win. Pick two or more players from the same sport or league or go cross leagues for your parlay. Use the promo code 5, that's F-I-V-E, 5, and receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. But first, sign up at prizepicks.com to start winning today. Welcome to 3 Yards Per Caddy, a podcast covering the Miami Dolphins and the NFL. Now, here's your hosts, Chris, Alf, and Simon. And we're on a welcome to Three Yards for Carry. I'm Alfredo Arteaga. Simon Clancy is here. Chris Kaufman is here. And as always, we are brought to you by Biscayne Bay Brewing. Go get yourself a Marlins Lager. Say, son. No, stop it. <laughs> Can't somebody else say it? You say it. Right, Lager. So. Okay. That's it's really easy. Of course, get it on Instacart. Have it delivered to you. 
Go to Publix, pick it up. Total wine, Instacat. ABC Liquors. <laughs> Instacat. Are you Instacat. from Boston? <laughs> Instacat. Go get I, it on Instacat. <laughs> Instacat. Remember, I'm, I'm from, from Boston. Jersey. Remember that. Uh, are you from Jersey? I thought you were yes. from. Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah. yeah. I'm from New Jersey. Yes. I thought I used I, to have I, a really, really, I used to have a really, really bad New Jersey accent. That's Come on, do it anyway. I've been, so I've been trying much. to get rid of it for years and years and years. This, do it. Give this us. Is, give this us. is revel. This is revelational. Like this is huge. Give, give us some poly walnuts. Oh, <laughs> poly walnuts. Yeah. Give no, us Jersey talk, Shore. Well, we're gonna talk some give fucking us... football right here. So. Oh. You know. Okay. Jersey I heard Joe. a little bit. Jersey Joe. Uh, all right, like, like you know, the I situation. Got, I just, I just got this fucking CBS, uh, you know, rankings of all the prospects that I get every year. They're hot uh, off the press. No, no, no I'm gonna stop. You just sound like you. You just sound like you. I sound like me, really. Yeah, yeah. Then you I have like gotten that... rid of that New Jersey accent. You sound like uh, fake you... fireman Ed. <laughs> fake fireman Ed. That's something you do not want to be. You know what? Before we get into these rankings, because they're interesting, because it's it's all about perception, right? Because months go by, weeks go by, and you start thinking one thing, and then here come a whole set of you know draft experts, quote unquote experts, and they say a completely opposite thing of what you think. And we'll get into that. But first of all, Simon, have you ever been to Cleveland? Uh, ah, what a question! No, no. What a I've question! A lot just of- pull out. I've been to a lot of American cities, but I haven't been to Cleveland. Okay, they're having the draft there. I, I know. And it begs the question, why? Chris, have you been to Cleveland? I definitely have not. Okay. I, I don't understand it. Let's play a game before we go any further. Okay, because <laughs> the, the listeners are going to love this. Let me just find the internet. Hold on one sec. Oh, for fuck's sake, stupid fucking computer. Sorry. Right. It's is, cool. Is it never? Is it never? Have I ever? <laughs> no, no. It's it's better than that. Uh, it's um, by the way. This kicks off our draft coverage, ladies and gentlemen. Definitely. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Appropriate. Okay. Are we, are we ready? Are we ready? Yes. It's called. How many NFL cities have you been to? Ooh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Great. Exactly. Ooh, everybody's excited. Right. Buffalo. Yeah. Mm. I've been to Buffalo. No, I have, I have been not to- been to Buffalo. No, no. I live six thousand miles away, you fuckers. <laughs> no, I have not been to Buffalo. No. no, we've clearly all been. So keep your own score. No cheating. Have we've sure. all been to Miami? Obviously. Okay. Yeah. Obviously. Uh, been to Foxborough, to New England, to, to Boston. Been to Foxborough. I no, have. not to Foxborough. I have not been. To I have as well. So I've been to all three. Uh, I'm, I'm waiting for you to work work your way down the Eastern Seaboard. And of Come course, on, I've, I've been to New York. Of course. <laughs> yes. Yep. So we've all been to, so that's what four, two, two, four, three. Two. No, I've been to all th- I've been to three of the. Right? Okay, I've so it's four, three, three, two. two. I've been to yeah, four, okay. three, two. Right, Dallas. I've been to Dallas. I have not been to Dallas. I have not been, been elsewhere in Texas. I've never been. I've I've not been to Dallas. But I've been elsewhere in Texas. But I've been to the Cowboys so practice facility actually. Have uh, you? New York. We, we've all yeah. I have actually. Yeah. Um. We've both. We've all been to New York. Yeah. Sure. Uh, I've been to Philadelphia as well. I've been to Philadelphia. Pass through. Uh, have you been to Philadelphia? Have you passed? Have you through? been to Philadelphia? Like, like what? Like like spent more than an hour there? No. Yeah. So no is the answer. I have, I have been uh, to Philadelphia. So what? Uh, that's five for you, is it, Chris? Four? Um, 
Well, I mean, does New York count twice? What is what is yeah, the deal kind here? of yeah. yeah okay, so so I got three plus uh, what um, Philadelphia and New York again. Yeah, so five. I've got seven. Okay. Alf's got three. Four. Yeah, got you got to finish off. Finish off that um, that uh, that division. Washington. Or? I have not been to Washington. I have. I I lived in Washington. Oh. So. Well, we're not counting oh, through, so yeah. so I don't count either. So okay, Baltimore. I have been to Baltimore. Of course, I lived in Washington, so I've been to Baltimore. Of course, uh, no, I've not been to Baltimore. I've not been. No, I've not been to Baltimore. No. Cincinnati. That is in Ohio. It is. Matter of fact, I have. But you're missing wow. the wrong, the wrong city mm-hmm. in Ohio. Cincinnati, no. Yep. Matter of fact, I was. Uh, yep, I have been to Cincinnati. I can recommend a, a pretty good uh, Italian restaurant there too. Um, we've all established we've not been to Cleveland. I have. Yep. Uh, all of them. Oh, have you? Yeah. That's oh, wait. He was the only it. one that's been to Cleveland. Yes. Of okay. Course. So, so Alf, this is one that Alf gets back. Yeah. So Alf's now 406 behind. Um, <laughs> uh, Pittsburgh. I have been to Pittsburgh. I have not uh, been to Pittsburgh. No, I have not been to Pittsburgh. I am killing you, boys, because you are, the next division, are. I've been to all four Chicago. I've never been to Chicago. No, have you not? Shamefully. Yeah. Really? Does a layover for one night count? Um, was it in the city of Chicago? Was it? At yes, the it airport? was. Yeah, yeah, it was. Well, around the airport. Okay. No, that doesn't count. Yeah, it's about, it's about forty-five minutes away. Yeah, fuck that. That's way out. <laughs> Chicago <laughs> genuinely is a great city. It's one of my favorite American cities. Actually, mm. it's a really good place. Uh, Detroit. I have been to Detroit. No, uh, no. Uh, nope. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Um, no, no. I've been to Michigan, but not. To, yeah, Green I mean, Bay. Yeah, well, yeah, to Green Bay. You two yeah, have. We, did, we discussed that. We, I, I went there. Um, went to a Packers game and everything. So, uh, Minnesota. I have been to never Minnesota. been to Minnesota. Uh, layover again. Airport doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> Does not count. I've, I've been to Houston. Yes, I've been to Houston. Yes, yes. I've stayed. In I, Houston. I've been to Indianapolis as well. Uh, also I've never been a layover, but one entire one entire night and almost an entire second day at so the airport, I've, though. Just at the airport. The airport doesn't count. You have to go Do to just, the city. Were you like staying at the airport, like just no, like watching? Just I stay, I watching us in the sink. No, I stayed fly at from a, one at airport to another. <laughs> it doesn't matter what hotel it was. Was it in the city or was it the airport? Yeah, it was in the city. Yeah, of course it was at the airport. I could see the goddamn the goddamn uh what With is it binoculars. Uh, I could see the stadium. The, what's that Lincoln Oil or whatever the hell they call it? Lucas Oil. Yeah, Lucas, Lucas Oil, Oil stadium. stadium. You're not having that. You have been to the airport. It doesn't count. Jacksonville. I, outside of I, the airport. That's yeah. that's the rule. Yeah, Jacksonville. I have yeah, not been to Jacksonville. I've been to okay. Jacksonville. Tennessee. I've also not been to Tennessee. Yes, I have. I mean, I've been to uh, the state. I have I have been to all of the next four. So uh, I've been to Atlanta. Yes, I've been one of the Atlanta. worst one of the worst cities in America. By the way, sorry if you live in Atlanta. That's terrible. Up. That's not fair. That's it's not a shit I don't up. agree with that. I don't agree. It's a with shit that. Let me tell you an Atlanta story. Went to see the Falcons against the Cowboys. And we were staying at a hotel, which is one of the biggest and poshest hotels in Atlanta. And the entire second floor, and I won't say what name it was, the entire second floor was being used as a like prostitution ring. So the entire second floor was just 
just uh, hookers. I mean, that's that's like that's like one of the draws of the city. I think yeah, it's a shithole. It's dangerous as well, Atlanta. I didn't feel overly safe in Atlanta. I've got to say, <laughs> unlike the next two cities, which I one I was underrated, Carolina. Big fan of that. Been there. Been there. Okay. Uh, New yes, I have been there. Okay. And New Orleans, which is one of the great cities of the entire world. I love New Orleans. Of course. How did Amazing. you feel safer? Or, well, I mean, New Orleans isn't the model of safety either. No, it's <laughs> not. As that's concerned. Um, Garden District, fantastic. I mean, oh, yeah. In hindsight, I walked around Treme on my own, which was mm -hmm. probably... Mm, Maybe I mean I didn't go anywhere near like lower ninth or anywhere like that, but and I, I, there was one point in Treme where I was thinking I'm kind of off the main road and I'm just walking around streets mm -hmm. and I'm just like this is not maybe not the safest thing I've ever done, but actually yeah. it was fine and I, I felt much more uncomfortable in Atlanta than I ever did in New Orleans. So I actually I actually stayed near there. Um, did had you? A, yeah, uh, I have also been to Tampa. When I went to say at Chris's house, so mm, that's, okay, times. that that counts. That that counts. Come on, and, I've been to the stadium as well, as you know. We yeah, went together, and you've been to the yeah. stadium. We actually, yeah, we yeah. okay, we went together. Did anybody I, go to the old sombrero? I did. Did you? There you go. No, I, I'm I still, cannot say that. Okay. I'm still kicking both your asses. So um, you are, you are, you're with, well ahead. And eight teams to go. Uh, I, I've never been to Denver, although I'd love to go. No, I would love to go. I've never been. I don't know. I've been to, I've been to Kansas City. You have? I have. I genuinely have. I went to Kansas City. Nice, man. Huh. What do you do? We you see about three tour years America ago. like every other week or what? No, I went to the state, I went to Arrowhead. Uh yeah. Great stadium. Nice city. Under underrated city. Uh, I've never been to Vegas. I have. I have been I have been probably the most. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, of of us, you've been to Vegas the most. Yeah. Definitely. I've been to I've been to Los Angeles, which is which I thought was amazing, but I know some people don't like it, but I thought it was phenomenal. See, it's see this knocks me from two so teams big. because I've never been. Yeah. <laughs> the farthest Alf? west I've gone, no, not Los not, not Los Angeles, but oh, really? the farthest west is uh, there's another team right there east of Los Angeles. Arizona. Yes, been there. Okay. Okay. I've never been to, I've never been to Arizona. Uh the Rams, obviously, Los Angeles again. Uh, I've never been to San Francisco. Nope. Uh, Chris? I've never been to San Francisco. No. I have been to Seattle. You I have been gone. to Seattle, okay. I have, yeah. I've been twice. Uh, uh, have I been twice? I was supposed no, to. I was supposed to go to Seattle. I went out. I went out and spent uh, like a, a week out in Port Portland, and um, and we were supposed to. We were supposed to hit up Seattle and and stay there for a couple of nights, but uh, it just didn't work out. So I, I missed that one. I, can I say something about Seattle? I um, was incredibly excited about it. And two things. One, it felt fucking a long way from home. Eight-hour time difference. But oh, also, yeah. so many homeless people. Like, so mm. many homeless people. I've heard um, this. You know, there's quite a lot of cities in the UK. London, Manchester have got big homeless problems. But Seattle is astonishing. And it doesn't take you very much. To, there's a really nice drag from Pike Place Market where the first Starbucks is right the way down to the two stadiums, the baseball stadium and, and where the Sea Century Link, which are next to each other. Um, lots of independent shops and it's a really, and bars and restaurants. It's really nice, probably like a two mile walk maybe. Um, but if you go off that, like if you take a couple of turns, you turn left and left, you'll find yourself in, you know, in some 
less than salubrious streets and especially like walking back from the game in the evening you're like oh okay probably need to get off this street quite quickly <laughs> i wasn't i wasn't overly thrilled with seattle i've got to say well what is that so what is that that's all of the teams so what is that yeah. I, i've i've tallied up i've tallied up the the cities that i've not been to and so i've been to i've been to half of the nfl um, I've been the less which than I, is better than I thought because I'm not well traveled. 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. I've been to 23 teams. Fuck all of you. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> Very nice. But you have not been to Cleveland. I've not been to Cleveland to answer your question <laughs> 46 minutes ago. Yeah. Yeah, which I don't understand. I don't understand what the NFL is doing with that. Who knows? Is maybe this, they're going to clean up Cleveland for you know. Maybe they're going to clean it up for the draft. And for, is this, by the way, it. is this is this by the way this this law this has all been a twenty minute segue into talking about the draft by start, <laughs> starting to talk about <laughs> Cleveland. Just just to just to be aware of what's going on here. Like I just yeah. want to. Okay. Yeah, I, I was going to use I was going to use some Cleveland slander to get into the draft, but you guys get the drift, you know. This is a city in 2017. We're not talking about ancient history, okay? Where there was a travel advisory, Simon. You ready? Yeah. There was a travel advisory to Cleveland because the city smelled like garbage. Wow. And it smelled like garbage for more than two, three weeks. And it was, there was like, uh, I believe there was a, a garbage man strike or something like that. And then the, the garbage just started piling up everywhere on every street corner in Cleveland and they couldn't get the stench of garbage <laughs> out of the air for three weeks. This is where they're going to have the draft in a month. Without time. Googling, <laughs> it, it, without Googling, what's the nickname of Cleveland? Well, it's the mistake by the lake. City of lights. <laughs> <laughs> the mistake by the lake. Do you think they're the actually using that? The lake. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like, wait. The- City, like of Philadelphia is, city of lights out of it. <laughs> like Philadelphia is a city of brotherly love, and Miami is the magic city. Miami is the magic city. You know, New what York, the fuck is Tampa? Never sleeps. Chicago's the capital the city the or the windy city. Cleveland is the is, forest city. Forest city. is it really? Yeah, truly. What is Tampa? What is Tampa aside from the stripper capital of the country? Maybe that's strip what it club. is. Strip club capital. Sorry, it doesn't have a nickname actually. Well, Tampa, Tampa has a. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> if it's the stripper capital, well, the, no wonder Bush Gardens is there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I even make myself laugh. <laughs> All right, uh, well, it's called. It's nickname. It's got three nicknames. Two nicknames. Pod, the third podcast one. over now. <laughs> Cigar City and the Big Guava. Oh, oh, nice! I've never Very heard nice. the big. Uh, the I big love guava. cigars. I love guava. I love both. Cigar City is yeah. the name of the brewery, not like yeah. the the big brewery here. Anyway, well, it's called the Cigar City because it's uh, home of one of the first original sure. uh, cigar brands. Have a Tampa, okay. and one of the you know. And the, Ybor City was settled by yeah. my people, Cubans, right? Who grew uh, grew cigars, rolled cigars, and sold them in Tampa. And though though the Miami people will not admit it, right. there is a uh, there is a thing about you know 
which city actually makes a real Cuban, Cuban sandwich. Yeah, whoever invented the Cuban sandwich, and it was invented in Tampa. Yes, it was. Yep. Absolutely. That's an absolute fact. But I guess we could start here after that, you know, 18 minute and 35 second segue into this. Sorry. We got to it in record time. Hmm. All right. Drafted is in a month's time. Assume that free agency is over for the Dolphins, and it's not because there'll be there'll be some guys that shake loose. And if you look at that free agency list, that free agent list, it's ripe with really really good players to fill in everywhere. What do they need in this draft, Simon? What do they have to leave Cleveland of all places in a month from now with the land? <laughs> yeah, I mean they need they need skill position players. They need receivers. They need running back. They might need another tight end. Um, I think they need an edge rusher. Um, they might need another safety. The linebacker position is interesting now with re-signing Landon Roberts as well, Duke Riley. Mm. Obviously, we've got McKinney, Baker. You kind of think, you know, we, we would have said that Zayvon Collins might have been as pure a fit for a Brian Flores team as anybody in the draft. But actually, is there enough room for Zayvon Collins? Um, no. You know, and then... It, it, it's an edge rusher, I think, you know. Uh, and whether that's, uh, you know... It's such an interesting edge rushing class because there's no real kind of you know whether that's Joseph Asai who you could you could play as a rush edge you know he played the the the, the jack position for for Chris Ash last year whether that's you know or is he an off ball linebacker you know whether that's Quitty Pay a guy I mean I love Asai I love Pay whether that's Jalen Phillips or whether or not you're put off by the medical red flags you know maybe maybe Jalen Phillips is the most all round defensive end of the draft he might not be the longest or the most explosive or the best against the run but in terms of all of those talents put together obviously Chris's guy Aziz or Jalari you know one of the biggest risers this year you know lacks kind of ideal size but he's got this unique ability to bend and dip and um, Gregory Russo who I wouldn't touch with a barge pole Boogie Basher really you know, you're that down on him Hmm. I, I, mate, I just think that I just think that he is the biggest single boomer bus player in this entire I'll tell you one the thing. defensive I, end class. Not, not to interrupt you, not to interrupt you, Simon, but Chris, the more you watch him on tape, the worse he looks. And and I'm a Miami guy, you know, and I, I was a, predisposed to like him, but he has a ceiling oh, just, like few players at any position in this draft. A ceiling like few yeah. players mm-hmm. at any position in this draft. But he has one single season of play as a redshirt freshman mm-hmm. you know he was a def- he was a wide receiver and a safety in high school he wasn't even a defensive end so he has one year playing that position i mean he was moved to defensive end by manny diaz you know he has a reputation for being extremely laid back overly nice diaz says you know he'll knock a player over and then help him up we had you know he fractured his ankle in his freshman year uh, i mean he to me, that you know, he's got a lot of track. And also, he did his best work inside yes, as a pass rusher, not even as a defensive end. Um, you know, he run, reminds me a lot of Jason Pierre Paul, but Pierre Paul was so much more uh, well rounded, so much more progressed than, than Rousseau is. Rousseau is so long, he gets a lot of his sacks not because he gets close to the quarterback, but just because his, his arm length is so long that he's able to reach and pull people down. Yeah, um, but it doesn't knock out. Because oh no! Of, that. of course it doesn't. <laughs> Absolutely no, no way it doesn't. But you know, some short. You might the, there might be other shorter armed guys who wouldn't get there, but he does <laughs> just because those arms are long. That's kind of so. Yeah, I mean, I think he's a really interesting player, but I I would be extremely leery. You know, I can't think he has played five hundred and forty six. I'm just looking at my notes. He's played five hundred and forty six snaps in his college career at defensive end ever. 
I, I cannot think, and I went back and looked, Eric Swan didn't play a down of college football and he was taken six overall by Arizona in 1991, but only because of that whole rule about Proposition 48 and he went and played semi-pro. Marshawn Lattimore is the only player that I could find who played less snaps than Rousseau and went high in the first round. Marshawn Lattimore played 678, so 132 more. He was 11th overall. Well, what if he doesn't go high in the first round, though? Yeah, like, well, I mean, what if he falls what if you're talking two, about? for example? Yeah, well, what if he? What if he's sitting there available to you at number thirty-six? What if he's sitting he gonna, there available at, at eight? Probably not eighteen, but like, would would you think about it at eighteen? No, 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 because okay. he's not. He's not going to play. He's not going to play. I wouldn't either. That's um. That, I'm not not saying I would. Um, I wouldn't. But yeah, would, would you think about it at thirty-six? Maybe, but he's not going to contribute year one. I mean, he's not going to he's not going to rock up like Alden Smith did and have fifteen sacks as a sub package. You see, I wouldn't be more. surprised if he did. If he uh, did exactly that with all, like Alden Smith. I, I mean, because I'm, they'll I'm simplify it for him. You know, the yeah, maybe. I'm looking at my notes and I've literally put he's the sort of player who could be a sub package pass rusher as a rookie and total up the number of sacks in the same way that Alden Smith did as a rookie. <laughs> so I've literally just so I've literally just contradicted myself. But you know. I don't know. I just, he makes me really, really nervous. Really, really nervous. You know, when I watch um, him, I, the Jason Pierre Paul comparison pops out at me, you know, popped yeah. out at me immediately as well. And, um, and I, you know, I, I was, I watched him up close uh, in stadium yeah. several times. I thought Pierre Paul had an, I mean, he had an awkwardness to him, to be honest, um, yeah. you know, that that was significant. And I think that Greg Russo has some of that. I think he also has. I mean, if you if you really went back, if you were watching Calais Campbell um, back at, at Miami, you know, there he had a little bit of that, too. Um, but the Calais Campbell, I mean, I, if if people are questioning Greg Rousseau's, um, you know, professionalism and, and dedication and all that, then that's where the Calais Campbell comparison will stop. Yeah. The Calais um, Campbell thing was more of a too cool for school and I'm above all of this. Yeah. I mean, but he's, he's been, he's been a phenomenally dedicated pro. Absolutely. And, and so, you but know, that wasn't whatever. his career at UM though. I, I, I yeah. can tell you that, you know, that the, other guy the, they, the other guy that might good, be interested though. in, is Jason Oway of Penn State? Yeah, that's the they, one, probably the one in the whole draft that I, you know, because they love these upside kids, and you know, uh, again, another one-year starter, you know, but right. he runs a four-three-three-four. I mean, he is an athletic freak. He was fourth on Bruce Feldman's freak list. He's got four-point-nine percent body fat. To me, he's a faster Jerry Hughes. He yes. sort of drips potential. I thought he was a better player in twenty nineteen. He'll run round you. He'll run through you. But he didn't have any sacks. He had no sacks in 2020. Well, that's even he was and that's player. the thing. That's mm. the thing, though. I actually liked what he did in 2020. I, I mm. liked what he because you know he he did better as a pass rusher in 2019, um, and I think he had like a 15 percent pressure rate. And I think that in 2020 it dropped down to 12. Uh, what he did in 2020 is he became a much more complete player. Uh, if if you look at, I mean, he was impacting the run a lot in 2020 and his you know his stop his stop rate you know on the run game was just 
kind of, you know, I, I regret, I don't want to use the term off the charts, but it was, it was pretty sky high. Really good. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, and, and this is a guy, listen, you're not going to question whether he can rush the passer. The guy runs a four fucking three, um, mm. you know, the, and, and so <laughs> I, I think, and he's, and he's all rocked up and he's, he's very strong like he's, and so, uh, so you're not questioning. It, it's sort of like, when you look at Cam Wake, you're like, am I really questioning whether he can rush the passer? Um, you know, mm. it, I don't think you question whether he can rush the passer. So I think the fact that he had such a damn good year against the run and mm. showed that he can be an all around football player. And, and he did dirty work, too. Like, he, you know, he opened up he opened up other guys and did heavy lifting. Um, I think that showed a lot. I think coaches and NFL people are going to really. I think they would tend to really reward him for that and not be like, you know, oh, he didn't show up on the set, on the stat sheet with the sacks. And that's that's the thing, you know. So I I think I think he might go high. Um yeah. He's the only one I'd go high. He's the only edge player to me that I yeah. think about at 18. Well, then, I like Pat. I, then I like you have Pat good company. You have good company because CBS Sports has one edge player in the first round. Yeah. And it's exactly who you who you're talking about. So they have Rousseau with a second round, second round grade. Mm-hmm. You know, I look at these edge players, and everybody keeps talking about the Dolphins need an edge. I think they're gonna maybe go get something that's more hybrid based, but pass rush specialist. I don't, I, I just don't see it in this draft. There's just a bunch of guys that fine if you want to use a fourth round pick on one of these guys. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, none of these guys really pop to me. I'm Carlos Basham, does, does Carlos Basham really, you know, pop to you, Simon? Because he never did to me. Oh, uh, I like him. Is yeah, that Basham. how you pronounce his name? Is that Basham? really how you pronounce his name? Basham. Is it's Basham, Basham or Basham? I think yeah. it's Basham. It's Basham. 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 It's Basham. Boogie Basham. If he's, because I'll tell you one thing. His first name is Carlos. If he's Hispanic, his last name is Basham. No, he's definitely Basham. It's Basham. Okay, Basham. then he changed his name to sound so it sounds cooler <laughs> for football. Because I like it, him. I think he's tough. He's explosive. He's extinctive. Really? Uh, yeah, I think he's got a fairly complete game. Um, you know, he can diagnose, he's intelligent, he plays good pad level, he's forceful. Um, I think there's some interesting sort of, t- you know, Ronnie Perkins interests me. Mm-hmm. You know, he is fiery, he is all kind of twitched up. You know, he can get to the ball. He's f- Every time I watch Oklahoma, every time I watch Oklahoma, Ronnie Perkins is making plays, he's getting in people's face, he's like knocking people over. There's a kid at Kansas State, Wyatt Hubert, um, was oh, a God. wrestler in high school. Don't even he reminds, really. I like Hubert. He reminds oh me of Trey God. Hendrickson. You're not a fan. <laughs> I hate, I really dislike the guy. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, yeah. I, I watched him. I watched him. So we had we had the access to the practice footage um, for the the Senior Bowl. Yes. And um, and you know, so so you get to every single play, every single rep. You know, really mm. go through. He was he was such. Just, I mean, he was nothing out there. I thought it was really impressive. I thought he, play- I thought it was really impressive in Mobile. Oh man, Didn't I thought he it. was a very interesting player. And then he got, just you went know, out there, got, like, ran a four nine or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I saw that it was slow. Um, and then he got like those pure pass rushers, you know, that kind of Chris Rumpf's the mm-hmm. uh, well, actually the two Duke guys, Victor Dimakaj yeah. on the other side as well. Both of them. I mean, mm-hmm. he reminds me of Carl Lawson. Um, Dimmy KJ. I mean, mm-hmm. two and a half thousand snaps, four year starter, athletic, speedy, natural bend, can flatten and finish. You know, and Rumpf is exactly the same. He's extremely fast, agile, 
you know, you can tell he's an NFL coach, you say. His dad is the Chicago Bears defensive line coach. You know, he does all the little things well. His technique is great. So, yeah, I think there's some, there are some interesting players. Peyton Turner, the kid at Patrick Johnson. I know you love the other kid at, at Tulane, Chris, um, Cameron right. Sample. Cam Sample. Yeah, I love Patrick Johnston on the other side. There's some interesting players there, but um, yeah, Russo would scare the shit out of me. But I think going oh. back to your original question of 45 minutes ago, um, <laughs> skill position, mate. It's got to be skill position. Yeah, you know, I think we've established see, that. Interesting yeah. to see Chris Green at South Carolina Pro Day today. You know, is he seeing Shy Smith? I mean, did he not see enough of mm-hmm. Shy Smith at, in Mobile? Or was he down to peak a look at JC Horn? And why not? You know, Horn is an you know, yeah. outstanding corner, but. You know, if the, I mean, if the Dolphins took another corner, the fan base would absolutely oh god, know, there'd, be a, there'd be a revolution. Yeah, I think one thing, I would I would have minded one bit because no, that, I love Horn. I think there's some, that, that just, some really good corners. That that just means that, that just means that Baron Jones is going to be playing. You know, where, where he made his bones at nickel, shutting down all of those great slot receivers a or few safety. years ago. Or yeah, but what happens base. to Noah Igbenogany at that at that point? You're just you're just concluding that pick. Like you're just closing the book there. That's fair. And and, and he's not a book closing player either. I mean, no, I he's not. He's I mean, huge. <laughs> I think I think he had some rough moments in the first couple of games of the year, yeah. which no preseason were literally his first pro games. You know, his first pro snaps, and he got thrown into the fire. Had to stay out there for covering guys four or five seconds at a time, all over the field in Byron Jones's position, and 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 then later in the the season he got back on the field a little bit more and it looked a lot better, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that, um, yeah, there's, there's, there's no way you close the book on him. And so and look, I, I adore JC Horn. I think if mm-hmm. there's anybody that reminds me of like Stephen Gilmore or somebody like that, it's, it's JC Horn. Um, yeah, and I like Patrick Sertan as well, but, um, yeah, but still, you know, good players never cry about getting a good player, but still that would, um, that there'd be something that would sting about that. You know, you, you mentioned the, the pass rushers, the only one I'd consider at 18 being, uh, Jason away. And to me, you mentioned Quiddy pay. And, but I think, you know, it's almost emblematic. Like I, I like Quiddy pay, you know, and I know that he's a good athlete and everything, but I, I, I never really saw like special in Quiddy pay. I think he's, you know, kind of just, a a pretty good player and and it's funny because it's like some of these guys that we're talking about like first round high second round stuff like that i'm not sure that i can't get a guy later on like dio odayingbo or somebody like that um that doesn't give you like almost all of that uh and Mm -hmm. doesn't end up giving you almost all of that you know somebody like joshua kando i don't know where he's gonna go i just recently heard somebody talking about him, you know, because he's testing so well going near the first round or something like that, which would be like a, a farce. Like that's, yeah, I mean, this is, that would be, yeah. Emblematic, funny. emblematic of what this D what this edge class is. If he he's is, going all the way up on the, you know, that, that high. He tore an ACL in, in high school. He had a hamstring mm. issue in 2017, a hamstring issue in 2018, missed all but three games in 2019 after breaking his ankle, missed the summer of 2019 with another hamstring issue, then was injured in the 2020 season opener and missed again. I mean, and, yeah. and I'm a Florida State fan. And, <laughs> you know, he, um, to me, he's a late round priority free agent type because right. he's got and some he's, upside. It's a good player. Like, he, yeah. you wouldn't be surprised if he ended up being a good player. I asked you about him. I remember I remember in, in early October. Like, I was yeah. like, hey, man, this guy's 
this guy's kind of standing out, you know, um, what's his story. And, and I think that, um, yeah, you wouldn't be surprised if you roll the dice on somebody like him later or, or even Janarius Robinson um, later on in the draft and you get, you know, Rashad Weaver turns out to be really good or something. You, you're he not really senior bowl. Now there's, yeah. there's a guy that looked great in senior bowl tape. Absolutely. Rashad Weaver. Now I want to ask you guys about a four, eight, three, 40 the other day though. Six ninety eight three What? Yeah. Oh, what? Rashad? Yeah, he had a pretty yeah. good. He had a pretty good um, agility. Four eight, four eight three four. He was pretty. But I'd kind of, I'd avoid the top end, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you avoid anything yeah. in day one, day two? Yeah, yeah. I don't, it's it's just not a good group to me. I I don't like it. You know, it's not a group that, you know, like last year. You know, maybe there was a couple of guys you could you could pencil in there, but no. You know, it's just not a good group. I, w- I want to ask you two guys about – I want to ask you guys about – and I guess we could close on this. There's two guys – I guess they made they made waves this week because nobody can decide where to place these guys in their rankings. And I just found one that probably is the outlier because CBS Sports absolutely takes a dump on both of these guys. Now, Chris Sims, famously this week, who is now evidently a draft guru because all he does is draft videos daily on Pro Football Network – I mean, I'm pro football uh, talk. He put Diami Brown as the number three wide receiver on his list. CBS puts him the 22nd wide receiver in his list. Nobody seems to agree on him. And here's another one. Tutu Atwell. Let's talk about those two guys. Tutu Atwell, Diami Brown. Tutu Atwell was ranked 21st on CBS's list, which is odd to say the least. He's number six on Mel Kuyper's. He's, like, he's in the first round on Mel Kuyper's uh, yeah. mock draft so several is, times. So what's going on here with these two guys? Let's talk about Diami Brown first. I've seen I'm his a, entire career. I'm a big fan of Diami Brown. Okay. I think he's a buzzy, speedy receiver who's got a bit of Stephon Diggs to his game He's because of his plus route running skills. He ran a 10, 800 meters. He's got inc- his hands are inconsistent, but he's he's got you know athletic traits, deep ball ability. I mean, he's one of the best vertical threats. Um, I think he's a valuable day two pickup. You know, he is the he has had the most forty plus yard catches in college football since twenty nineteen, with seventeen. Yeah, he threatens anybody with his speed. He's got five catches of fifty plus yards in twenty twenty. You know, limited route tree because he ran a lot of go routes, but he runs a lot of slants. He's got strong hands. I really like him. Um, I, I think he's a really interesting. Uh, you know, I think that North Carolina offense. Daz Newsom as well as a receiver who's you know should get drafted on day three. He's a good player. But um, yeah, Brown I like. I think he's a. Um, I think he's an interesting player. And if he can iron out some inconsistency in his hands, he's going to kill some people down the field. Yeah, I don't. I don't disagree that he's very much draftable, especially in the second in the second day. I just disagree that he belongs in that top five, not even top six. I'm, I probably have seven guys ahead of him that I would take. Yeah, I mean, I I just looking at it now because I've got my thing in front of me. I've got Smith at one, Chase at one A. Waddle three, Bateman four, Kadarius Tony five, Terrace Marshall six, Rondell Moore seven, Amon Rasen Brown eight, Tamori and Terry, who I think is vastly underrated, uh, Elijah Moore, D. Eskridge, Amari Rogers, Diami Brown, Tylen Wallace, Shy Smith, Tutu Atwell, Sage Surratt, Nico Collins, Kate Johnson. I mean, it's a fucking good class. And then you, you know, yes. you still haven't talked about. Watt Fillier, Jalen Darden, Jamon Osborne, mm-hmm. Austin Watkins, Schwartz. You know, 
Dax Milne, the kid Chris likes, um, Imata Bebe. Has Wake Forest um, done their, their pro day today? Yep. Yeah. I'm not sure. don't know. Because I'd be interested in seeing what Sage Surratt runs. Yeah. For, for older players, Sage Surratt, for older players, what? For older fans, Sage Surratt reminds, reminds me a lot of Joe Juravicious. Do you remember Juravicious, okay. the old oh, uh, yeah. Giants yeah. chain mover? Like, Fair. not a lot of explosion nice and quickness, but he works the middle of the field. Really. Yeah, high floor kind of player. Mm-hmm. You know, I, 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 a lot to like about Sage Surratt. I, I like him. And I guess Chris could take us out on 2-2 at, well, what's what's going on here? Nobody Nobody knows where he's going or... Nobody knows where to slot him because this that's a pretty wide range in ranking from 6th to 21st. Yeah, that's a pretty wide range. Well, to what be fair, to be fair, CBS has always been pretty good with their lists. I yeah, just, I don't I don't think that's true this time. I think uh, yeah, I think, I think, I think that, they screwed up. <laughs> I think that he's uh, a player that it's easy to it's it's a little it's a little easy to forget about him. Um, because you know he he splashed on the scene in 2019, didn't followed up with not as good a season in 2020, even even though it was shortened. Um, and he's five foot nine, you know, 170 ish. It's easy to forget about him. He's a quarterback convert, and and so I think it's uh it's kind of it's kind of easy to get lost in the wash, and and that's where I I think see the sense that I got is everybody started low on him like places like cbs and you know other other media outlets they started at a low point on him i think the the people that had him high are the people that are plugged in um you know when bruce feldman puts him on his freaks list and and talks about talks about his his strength prowess and um, and how fast he is and you know what kind of what kind of agilities uh, he puts out and stuff like that, um, you know he's plugged in. When Mel Kiper starts putting him in his first round, mm-hmm. that's because he's heard something. You know that's 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 a plugged in thing to do, uh, and it, and the fact that he's kept unlike with Preston Williams once who once appeared in Mel Kiper's first round and then he quickly he quickly covered it up. Uh, um, because he was, you know, he was hearing about the, the off field concerns and the, you know, there was a bad workout in there and stuff like that. Uh, Mel Kuyper's sticking with this one. You know, he's, he's, he's gone on a limb and put Tutu Atwell in his late first round and he's sticking with it. And, you know, I, I didn't even know who Tutu Atwell was until I heard about him specifically from, you know, talk from talks inside an NFL, you know, uh, I don't want to call it a warm room or anything yet, but, um, but specifically the coaches talking about Tutu Atwell as being a guy that they love that could really be a, a well, a, I know about him because he embarrassed Miami week two. <laughs> well, well, right. Yeah. With Tutu, you're seeing a guy that's just blazing speed, top level speed. Um, the best about the best speed that you can get a uh, slot guy, jet sweep guy, backfield guy, all the sort of stuff that you think about with Jalen Waddle. Former quarterback, smart guy, um, knows particularly if you look at Louisville's offense because of you know what they've been working with at quarterback like that. That offense, the, those skill players are very responsive on a uh, scramble drill, um, and so they they have very good uh, discipline and instincts and, and awareness uh, for that. And I think that he'd bring that to the NFL. That would be something that special. Good ball control, you know, good hands going up for the ball. I 
I know that certain NFL teams really like him, and that's why Mel, Mel keeps probably putting him in the, the tail end of the first round. I don't know if he's actually going to go there, but, um, but it, you know, if Bruce Feldman's stuff about what his weight room prowess and his testing prowess is correct, then he's going to have like a blowout pro day, and you're going to be hearing his name more. Yeah. Makes uh, me nervous. Hmm. He does make me nervous. He is, you know, He's a, I think he's fairly polarizing. I think we probably all, he's so small. I mean, he's what, 168 pounds? I mean, mm-hmm. his play strength is, uh, and I don't think he's a natural hands catcher. I watched five games of his. I'm looking at, his, looking at the actual notes now. I saw him drop or fumble the ball seven times in five games, which, you know, that worries me. Um, I mean, he, look, he's phenomenal in space. You know, he's got the speed to eliminate all the angles. Um, and he looks like he's somebody who could handle a bigger load. I was a bit concerned though, Chris. I don't know about you, but you know, you look at like the multiple ways with which they use that offense: jet sweeps, bubble screens, orbit re- reverses, and things. They use Braden Smith an awful lot on those plays, rather than Atwell. Which, which I was like, I wonder if Scott Satterfield had a reason for why. You know, because it's the sort of thing scouts would say to the to the offensive coordinator: why weren't you using Tutu on those plays all the time? Do you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. I mean, he eats up the cushion. You know, in terms of you know, when he's running routes and, you know, he gets up on corners so quickly and on vertical routes, he's like, he's gaining like four or five yards of separation from the DB. Um, but I don't think he's got great play strength and, you know, it wouldn't surprise me to see him going round one, but it also wouldn't surprise me to see him going round four. Do you know what I mean? It's that kind of, mm. you know, he's that kind of guy. I mean, I don't think he will fall to round four, but, you know, it, it, it's that. I think Deshaun Jackson could be his ceiling, I think, you know, mm. um, which isn't a bad ceiling, but we'll have to see. No, it's not. <laughs> Especially if you look at Deshaun Jackson's like prime stat from his prime. Yeah, yeah. Tutuawa actually went to Northwestern, Miami Northwestern, which is pretty famous did. school down his here. His dad, his dad was I didn't know this. His dad was a receiver at the University of Minnesota. He had 171 catches for 2640 mm-hmm. yards for the for um for Minnesota, which back in the Also in, also named Tutu. Also named Tutu. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So so, Although uh, Tutu is not his real name, is it? His name's Sh- no. Sh- Shotarius. Shotarius, yeah. And um, I, is his dad's real name Tutu? I don't, no, I'm not sure. I, that, I that can't either. remember. Yeah. You kind of, you kind of, yeah. you kind of wish the Dolphins had an extra, an extra pick somewhere because Tua to Tutu is like, come on. <laughs> It's too well, I, I honestly, I honestly think if they don't get Jalen Waddle, then they're going to be looking at Tutu Atwell or Dwayne Eskridge. Um, you know, for to to play a role, or maybe Demetric Felton, if they get certain mm. a certain you know at part of the draft where they have to address it, I think they're going to be looking at players like that. I do, I don't necessarily think they're going to go for Rondale Moore. I'm a little hesitant on that. Um, we just went through the five foot six, five foot seven inches experience. I think that it it affects your hands. I think it affects a lot of levels of your game. Um, and I think that even if you've got talent you know, we've seen the detriment. So, yeah. I'm yeah. intrigued to know what they think of a couple of guys, actually Jalen Darden, the kid at North Texas, mm-hmm. I think is a, uh, is a really interesting, a really interesting guy. And the other guy I, I, I'm really intrigued to know what they think about him is, um, is Amari Rogers. Um, you know, cause this is a kind of Debo Samuel type of slot, great hands. Well, if they re if they put any kind of stock into that senior bowl week. Yeah. Then I mean, he's, co- he's coaches there, love him. Board. They yeah. absolutely love him. Teammates love him. You know, 
leadership, a mentor off the field. You know, he came back from the ACL in, in, in six months. You know, he's really well. I mean, I've seen him up close. He is really well to put together. He looks like a running back. Um, great play strength. And look, he was number two in the nation in Yak uh, last year behind Devonta Smith and top five in Yak over the last four years in all of college football. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the one thing that Dolphins lack as a Yak player. Mm-hmm. He's a Doug Baldwin type player with more ability to, to gain yards after the catch. That's how I look at him. And he's T. Martin's son, which is, you know, um, for, for again, for, for people that remember Joe Jurevich, you should also remember T. Martin. You know, yeah, son of a coach, son of a coach. Few few holes there, few holes. Yeah, few holes. Yeah. Very high floor player. Yeah, yeah. they'd be they would be the Dolphins would be looking at him too because he's the same kind of player. He's that backfield yeah. type of player. Um, but he's so, two ten. That's the thing, isn't he? He's like yeah. five five nine and three quarters, two hundred and ten pounds. You know, he's a big dude. He's Debo Samuel in in terms of that. He's thick, mm-hmm. thickly built. Yeah, like like if you if you watch him play, especially in those practices, and deep Debo Samuel is like, you know, it's it's a do over. I called him that week when when I watched all those practices, I called him a D a do over on Debo Samuel. Anybody who passed on Debo Samuel gets the you know, gets a reprieve because I think that this is probably the second coming of him. And if that's true, that's a hell of a draft pick you can because mm-hmm. nobody has him as a first round talent. You know, I did a, a you know a rinky dink mock draft, and I sent him to Kansas City at thirty two. You know, uh, if you're um, if you are um, if you're Trevor Lawrence and you go first overall, you know you're going to be you're in the year of Urban Meyer going Urban. That thirty third pick looks pretty tidy for for Amari Rogers. You know, yeah, yeah, it's it's it should be a no brainer. You know, Amari Rogers, Marvin Jones, DJ Chark. That's Let a, me, that starts to just, look like something, doesn't it? Can I just ask you guys, though, one question? Like, and, and it's not about Amari Rogers, but I know that our listeners would just be, you know, hateful of us if we didn't start talk, if we didn't talk about Kadarius Tony at some point, mm. um, because there are a lot of huge Kadarius Tony fans. Not just because there's a lot of Florida fans and you know Gator fans and, and our fan base, but um, you know, what do you? I mean, Simon, I know you know things uh, about his uh, off-field and stuff like that, but what do, what do you think? Where is he going to go? Is he appropriate for Miami? What do you think? Uh, I think he absolutely is if those off-field issues have been allayed. You know, we, and we've talked about this. We talked about it on the pod. You know, he, you know, he's been injured. He's had injuries as well, you know. Um, you know. He banged up as a freshman. He missed time in 2018 with a shoulder injury. He missed six games in 2019 with another shoulder injury. And then was stopped by the police after having that AR-15 uh, in his car, although actually they decided he didn't violate the state's open carry law. Um, but it was the body cam recording that you can watch on YouTube saying he needed the weapon for protection from locals in Gainesville because, as he said, they be coming after us. And apparently he was um, he was then caught on video wielding, you know, more simulated weapons. Um and he and a number of Gator players had had this ongoing issue with a, a local gangster slash gambler called Taybang Zachary, um, who apparently told police that he would give Florida players discounts on rental cars at, at Enterprise. And it all went weird. Now, I was told from somebody who was at the Senior Bowl that he has matured significantly. Um, he's a massive music fan. He's an aspiring rapper. Um 
you know, and apparently he's got a really good football IQ, football intelligence. The thing that would concern me, apart from the off-field thing, is the injuries one, the one-year major contributor. Um, but, you know, he reminds you of Percy Harvin, and it's a cliche, but he does. He's explosive as a route runner. He's fantastic after the catch. He's got this, like, extreme sort of one-step quickness. Um, and he was a gadget player for the first three seasons. He was kind of learning the nuance of the position. He was a dual-threat quarterback in high school, but just exploded in 2020. Um he runs great routes. You know, he's an ankle breaker, you know, on those kind of whip and angle and comeback routes. He's got this beautiful lateral quickness, stop, start, change of direction. I mean, he's a really good player, but you just have to, you know, there's some injury niggles, the off-field red flags. You've just got to balance that up. And I mean, to me, I don't think the Dolphins would touch him. I think, you know, if you end up going to somewhere like Green Bay or he gets away from Florida completely, you know, or goes to a quiet city, you know, a Carolina or something like that, then then I, I'm just not sure that Florida is the right place for Kadarius Tony. Yeah, and I could I could uh you know add a little bit to that. Um the state of Florida does not have open carry. So there's a transport law and he was absolutely in violation of it. You cannot have an AR fifteen inside your car in any it cannot be an open view and it cannot be loaded. Period. His was loaded. Nobody knows why he was not arrested and charged for that. So uh, if anybody wants to say, oh, you know, it's just, you know, an indiscretion. No, no, he committed a crime. Uh, (laughs) There's no doubt about it. He committed a crime. And to this day, nobody knows. I know why. You know, he's Kadarius Tony. He's he's known. And it was Gainesville police that had the opportunity to arrest him. And they said, "Uh, you know what? We're going to give this kid a pass. By the way unload that rifle and put it in the trunk where it's supposed to be. And I think that's probably what happened. Where do Did you guys he do Western Michigan tape? Cause I want to see more of Dwayne Eskridge. Cause... Oh God. He's, he's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, I he mean, the thing about his, his being uncoverable at senior bowl week was, yeah, he was uncoverable at Western Michigan. And I, you know, I've watched that and it's like, yeah, that nobody, there was nobody that could cover him, but it's like, yeah, that's Western Michigan. <laughs> yeah, but at, at Senior Bowl week, what did that look like, Chris? Be, be honest, oh, you God. saw all the it practice was, tape. Like, yeah, it was it was r- ridiculous. There was it looked no like hope. Antonio Brown. Didn't that look like Antonio Brown? Oh, so definitely. I put, I put he's got some Antonio Brown vibes. And he ran a four three three three. Oh, and he is he is and he's got this amazing like cross chop like uh, like an edge rusher to to knock mm-hmm. away hands. It's phenomenal. Yeah, he, yeah. His he, yeah, his hands but, to knock away hands. Yeah, he's a dog. It's yeah. violent. Yes. He is a yes. dog. He yeah. breaks fingers. By the way, listener, lucky as you are, guess where we're, where we're leading off our draft coverage with next Wednesday. Yes. It's wide receivers and tight ends. So we it's get garden. to talk wide receivers and tight ends for an entire show next Wednesday. You did say you did say strippers of so tight ends. <laughs> so till then. Thanks for listening to Three Yards Per Caddy. You can subscribe via iTunes, on Podbean, or your usual podcast provider. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. 
Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.